Welcome to the Mindful Speaking Podcast Show. This is episode two, and this is Danny Dozy. Well, uh, today, I'm going to just share a little bit about today, but I've uh, I've had an off day, actually. I spent some time with my missus or my girlfriend uh, out in Bristol City Center. Just went, did a little bit of shopping, pick her up for lunch, had a nice little time. Um, but overall, I've actually been in a been in a house all day. Been a nice little house husband, or a nice big house husband, given the fact that I'm six foot eight, or six foot seven, six foot eight on a good day. And so, um, just been cleaning, doing all sorts of little things in here, simply because it's my off day. Uh, yesterday, I had a game, and we won the game by a nice little margin, or a nice nice margin. Uh, we we played Plymouth Riders, or Raiders. And we won almost 20, get 20 points, so that was exciting. Uh, just the first time we beat Plymouth in over the last three or four years at Plymouth, not in Bristol. And so uh, to get that win at that place, it felt really good. And as a captain and as a player who's been here for the last four four seasons, going on the fifth now, you know, I can definitely vouch for the um, the improvements and the the – I say, what's the word I'm looking for? The improvements and the growth of the club and the players and everything that's been going on and that's been put into the Bristol Flyers. So, um, I mentioned, you know, in my first podcast, I'm six foot seven. Yeah, I played a played a four five five four, whichever one you want to consider. Basically, a forward. And so, um, I've been playing this game since the age of, what I say, four fifteen actually. And so um, I I remember having a basketball when I was younger, actually. And I was playing a little bit here in school in England, but it wasn't like to the level that it was when I went to America. And so I was playing a little bit of uh, basketball in school. They had a little hoop. I remember I was at a Winterbourne, Winterbourne Primary School out in Norbury in London. And... Um, What's funny is I didn't think that when I was playing basketball at the school, I actually did not think I'd become a professional basketball player uh, throughout my life and throughout my journey. So it's just funny enough that I'm a basketball player. Well, I play basketball now, and uh, for for me to realize that you know basketball might have been always been there. It's just I haven't tapped into it. It's it's, it's essentially interesting on the realization. So, um, yeah, I played basketball. And basketball here in England isn't as popular as it is in America and other places. But, however, over the last three, four years, it's got a bit more recognition and it's getting a little bit more growth. Um, there's, there's been stories and there's been some insight that I've been hearing or that I did hear about basketball before I came to England. And and this was also back in the, uh, the 90s or so. Basketball used to be actually a big sport. And it wasn't till television rights and broadcasting became an issue for the sport. And it's almost like things just kind of went out the window. And I'm sure there's other factors that also played into it. But for the most part, what I heard was that uh, Sky Sports and or, or, or what was it, Sky Sports or something like that, um, they backed out of you know making the investment or putting the investment in the basketball probably because there wasn't much of a foundation there. And they probably probably wasn't receiving much on the um, on the return. So, you know, but now as of recent, over the last three, four years, 
Uh, basketball is starting to grow now, starting to be broadcasted a bit more. And now you can find the games out on YouTube. And with finding them on YouTube, you could uh, type in British Basketball League. And if you go on the page, it will give you all the games. This year, they actually put in, they live streaming it now, but also, too, they're also putting them, putting the games up and keeping them up so people can watch. And it also gives the opportunity to create a bigger, bigger audience. And so, which is interesting because there's no other leagues that are doing that. Now, obviously, it's, it's a bit tricky because, you know, you're kind of giving your, you're giving your, 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 well, I say your, your vision away. However, though, it's not about the income. It's about, well, I'm going to say it's about the income financially. It's about the income in terms of popularity and in terms of getting enough eyes to watch the sport or to help the sport grow in England. And it's uh, funny enough, I mean, England's a, England is is probably um, one of the better places in terms of places to play throughout Europe, and not too many places, unfortunately, want to respect that. So that's always something worth considering. Anyway, today uh, in this podcast, we're just roaming, having fun, um, not being too judgmental, too critical, or what I say, a bit iffy about what I'm talking about here. I'm just just going off the top of my head, really. Um, however, I know that there's certain things I want to share with you here. So, and along with alongside that, there's also messages that um, that are also going to be said as well. So, uh, I remember my first podcast. I was talking about um, coming through England before, and then and then going to America. And I grew up here in London and whatnot, and was uh, experiencing a level of um, or lack of stability with my upbringing and stuff. And then not only that, but it also carried into America and also trying to figure out, you know, how on earth am I supposed to make it through this madness where just me, my mother and I and not enough support and also not enough, um, not enough resources around, if that makes sense. So, so, um, but what I want to, what I really want to get into today is going into the unknown. And sometimes going into the unknown, there's a level of insecure I won't say insecurity, but there's a level of in there's a level of fear that oftentimes we as individuals try to avoid because you know, we don't want to experience the what it feels like to be in the unknown. We don't want to we don't want to experience what it feels like not knowing where we're going. We don't want to experience what it feels like to not have control of anything outside of us. So instead, the best way, uh, the best best way that we sometimes deal with going into the unknown is to not go into it and avoid it and to stay in what makes us feel comfortable. And I say going into the unknown, <laughs> which has been the story of my life for the last 26, 27 years. Um, I say going into the unknown, I have definitely learned a lot and I've learned so many lessons that not just, you know, that have benefited me, but I can share with other people and share with individuals that can potentially, uh, make a difference within their lives. So that's how I look at things. And it's not to say that you can't, um, look at it the same way. I mean, if you just, if you decide to look at it the same way, great. If you don't, that's, that's okay as well. I mean, everybody has their own inner understanding of different views and different insights and that's cool but um 
I remember, I want to share with, the, share with you this moment, actually, speaking of the unknown. Um, and there's been many times when, I, when I've gone into the unknown, but here's one that I want to share with you. So I remember uh, when my mother and I, we traveled to America uh, the third time, and we was in Boston. And we went, and I thought, personally, I thought we was going to go to where we have some family members staying. And that was in New York. Florida and Texas, but unfortunately, uh, it wasn't in the plan. So it kind of left me a little bit confused, and I didn't know. Of course, at the age of twelve, I, I didn't know what to prepare for. So I just had to. Um, sorry, not the age of twelve. The, at the age of eleven, I didn't know what to prepare for. So I just had to make sense of the moment and just kind of go along and be in the flow of the journey. So. Um, when and 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 at that age and thinking about it now, and please don't think that I'm living in the past, but thinking about it now, it almost kind of made you have to prepare for what was what was not known to come. So, like after three days of staying in Boston, uh, we ended up going to Las Vegas, taking a random three day bus trip, and I'm telling you during that journey. I didn't know why I was going there. I didn't know. I didn't know what was looking to, to find. I don't know if my mom knew anybody or she knew somebody. But I can tell you that there, during that bus trip, I was just sat, sat there, just like confused and just just questions that that just were unanswered, you know. So um, there was that part. Uh, and then when we got, when we got to Las Vegas. Uh, we got to Las Vegas and stayed in the bus stop. Initially, upon our arrival, stayed at the bus stop, and we stayed there for about a good three, four hours. And I think uh, during that time, my mom didn't have a plan put in place. And I, I'm not, please don't take it as though like I'm trying to um, go at my mom or anything. But this, these are just the things that I've that I learned along my journey. But uh, when sometimes in life, when you don't have a plan put together and you don't have, <laughs> you don't have like a blueprint of what it is that you're trying to go to or go towards or work for, then, you know, you, you find yourself stationary at certain points in life and you, you're just scratching your head. Like, uh, what do I do next? <laughs> I'm sure we've been in those, those places many of times, but, um, yeah, that was that was that was my experience uh, when it came to not knowing what to do or where to go. So, uh, but here's here's an interesting thing. So after sitting in the bus stop for a good three, four hours, uh, a random lady had came up to my mom and I where we were sitting, and so we were sitting there, and this lady started talking to my mom and. You know, I have to start conversating and start talking about some things. Had no clue what about, but was just going along the conversation. What happened next is that my mom and I decided to go with this lady uh, because I, evidently she was also looking for a place to stay. And so um, we came across an apartment after we after we left the bus station. Okay, we we grabbed our bags and and took a cab and uh, and whatnot, and then. We, we got to this place. We got to this place of residence. It was an apartment. And we get there. And um, an apartment complex. And 
complex and we get there and we're all of a sudden finding ourselves paying for a week's worth of uh, a week's worth of rent for an apartment now i was completely baffled because i was like uh okay this is a bit weird but okay let's just go with it you know i was looking for someone to stay looking for someone to sleep and i'm telling you man <laughs> Oh man, I, I can't wait to keep on going along um, these podcasts though. But you know, twelve, uh, eleven years of age, staying in a random, pl- staying in a place, not knowing anybody, and um, and staying in a place with a random stranger like th- that is that is that is one thing that sometimes we dread dread for most is going to the unknown with unknown people, un- unfamiliar people. And oftentimes we sometimes try to refrain from making relationships with people because we don't know what they're capable of and we don't know what they're going to do. Let alone even living with them can be a bit strange. But then again, sometimes that's just some some risk and some things that you're going to have to learn to deal with and just trust that people won't do anything strange or obnoxious to you. Um, so along that, staying in this flat for a week, right, or this apartment for a week, and during this week, um, what happened next is that, uh, we were, we were just trying to survive and try to get a feel for an environment, um, we were trying to, we were trying to, you know, just get food, buy food, and just survive, really, and I remember a couple of times going into a casino, in Las Vegas with my mom and this uh, this lady, and they asked my mom and this lady to leave, uh, or when, well, they asked us to leave because I was under the age, or I wasn't of gambling age, and so um, I was like, okay, so we ended up leaving, it was hot too, so I was, when we went back outside, I was like, you know, gasping for air, trying to find some... <laughs> cool areas trying to stand in the shade i'm telling you when you're in vegas man vegas is dry heat way different from humidity heat or humid heat it's almost like when you're in vegas you're baking you're you're like being sizzled you know what i mean (laughs) so um and and god knows what i was wearing at that time because i don't even remember so, uh, yeah, we we went around, toured around Las Vegas a little bit. Um, and that was during the whole week when we first got there initially, initially upon arrival. But then what happens next is where things just took a strange turn. So, uh, after staying at the apartment complex for a week and the lady also withdraw, uh, withdrew from, I guess, the tenancy agreement, or temporary tenancy agreement, um, my mom was then faced of having to pay the mass amount of however how much it was to stay for the next week. And because the lady left and it was able to split it 50-50 when she was there, um, now my mom had to pay more. So, And unfortunately, we weren't in a position where we could pay for that. We didn't have resources like that. Um, we didn't have the type of support that would have been great for our circumstance. My mom wasn't working. Uh, she didn't have a job or anything. And you know, I was only 11 years old, so it wasn't much I was going to do. 
So um, now this is where things kind of took an emotional turmoil a little bit. But after realizing that my mom wasn't able to pay for it and now we wasn't going to uh, be staying there anymore, after I quickly somewhat latched onto the place and almost felt like I was content because we had a roof under our head, what happened next is that uh, we, 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 we had to leave. And then after that realization and knowing that we're not going to be there anymore, I was a bit saddened. And at the same time, I was also a bit confused. And also at the same time, I was also a bit worried. Um, and those three emotions mixed together, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a recipe for success. So what happened um, after realizing that and seeing that my mom wasn't able to do whatever it is that we was that was needed to do, we then had to go to a shelter, and the shelter we stayed at was called Salvation Army in Las Vegas, and um, this is where life just completely changed, like completely. So I remember first day upon getting into the getting into the shelter or going into the shelter where we had to sign our paperwork and basically sign in as individuals who are homeless. You know, I was I was just confused. I was I was in a stage where I was in a I was in a in I was in a space where I was like, you know, who are all of these people? 